joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And I have a great show for you today. Um, If you had any curiosity about uh, emotional intelligence or uh, living basically the life that you thought you may have wanted to live when you were younger and somehow just kind of didn't work out that way, or if you just want to experience uh, a really educational and learning system as to how you can make your life better, possibly um, utilizing the mind as your map, then you want to definitely stay tuned. And I invite you to grab a chair, your favorite beverage, some paper, and something to write with, because if you've been listening to this show, you know this show is always full of nuggets of gold that we can utilize in our life immediately after the show. In fact, you don't even have to wait until the show is over with. You can begin using the nuggets of gold immediately while you're listening to this show. And this show is not going to be any different. My guest is going to share with us some wonderful information, basically to help us have a better journey as we travel down our path to bliss. But before I get into that and before I tell you about the guest, um, I want to thank our sponsors. The first one I want to thank is Blissful Living for You. It's a holistic lifestyle company focused on building and sustaining wellness, wisdom, and wealth. And if you have any areas within those three pillars that you would like to explore, that you would like to improve, or that you just are curious about, you want to check out Blissful Living for You at blisslivingforyou.com. They have a lot of great things going on, and I'm sure you'll be able to find something that will help you improve some aspect of your life as you travel, as I like to say, down your path to bliss. The next sponsor I want to thank is All Day Cable Incorporated, a network distribution telecommunication installation company located in the very heart of Silicon Valley. They've been in business for 30 years, and what they do is phenomenal work when it comes to us communicating telephonically or telecommunicating. Telepath, not telepathically, telecommuting. Um, they install voice data, fiber optics, wireless systems. They do audio, video, speaker systems. They are your one-stop shop when it comes to your telecommunications, and they can set up the backbone of your network distribution. So if you're in need of some ad moves or changes, as they like to say, or you need a whole new building wired to specs um, that take you beyond today's technology, then I ha- highly suggest that you check out <clears throat> excuse me, All Day Cable Inc. Incorporated at alldaycableinc.com. And forgive me, guys. I'm sorry. My voice is just a little funny. I don't know what's going on, but I want to apologize for all the throat clearing that I may be doing because I don't know what's going on. It might just be uh, something in the air or maybe I'm not as hydrated as I should be. So I'm going to apologize to you right now. So if you hear me clearing my throat, 
please don't take offense to it. It's just I'm super excited and passionate about our guests. And so let's dive into the show. So this segment is I want you guys to be prepared to take away five keys that you can utilize to take charge of your life. And our guest today is going to share with us this information um, which is going to amaze you. Her name is Christina Reeves, and she's a holistic life coach, energy psychologist, accomplished author, speaker, and facilitator. She offers clinics, trainings, workshops, seminars, and lectures in North America and internationally. And Dimitrios Spanos co-founded the Ooh, Eudaimonia Center with Christina Reeves, a learning center for transformational change, core healing, and personal development. He is a certified practitioner of Six Seconds EQ and certified in heart initiation. And we're going to talk a little bit about their new book that they've put out called The Mind is the Map, Awareness is the Compass, and Emotional Intelligence is the Key to Living Mindfully from the Heart. Ooh, doesn't that just make you feel warm and fuzzy? So I want to welcome Christina to the show. Welcome, Christina. (laughs) Thank you, Rochelle. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm happy to be here with you on Blissful Living. I do love your mission, and you're obviously very passionate about the work that you do. I'm honored. Thank you. I'm honored to have you, and I'm so excited because I've had your book, you and Demetrios, whose book for a little bit and been diving into it. And I'm, first of all, I love the cover. And you guys, I'm going to share with we're, we're going to have Christina share with you how you can get the book. But the cover is absolutely beautiful. It just um, great. Yeah, yeah our designer great. is in New Zealand. Our team is all over the oh. world, actually. And wow, uh, our designer, I've got some our, really, our yeah, really, I got some really good friends. Um, that live in New Zealand. My my, uh, I call her one. I call the wife my Kiwi sister because she's just amazing, and the husband yeah. is too. So I love the New Zealanders. Um, but your book cover is just so beautiful. It really, really is um, beautiful. And so I'm just I'm just peaking curiosity because I want everybody to be like, what is this book cover? I gotta go get that book. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not kidding you guys. It is really is really cool. I mean I. I no, I want. I almost want to buy another. I want to buy a book, buy another one, and get another copy, and then just like cut stuff out of the book and put it on my vision board because it's so symbiotic of um, how I think how I think things are, and you know, just it's just in tune with me. But enough about being selfish and about me. Let's get into the book and let's get into the message. So, first of all. Um, how did you get into doing the work that you do? How did how did you? I don't know if you could speak for Demetrios, but um, how did you, Christina, get involved with the work that you're doing? You know, Rochelle, I was an entrepreneur most of my life, and <laughs> according to some others, I was a workaholic. Many others told me that. You know, <laughs> well, I haven't yeah. heard that one at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes we avoid feeling things fully. You know, we go through life pushing away any unpleasant memories and emotions based on those experiences. And we end up indulging in a particular behavior pattern. Well, my drug of choice was burying myself in my busyness. (laughs) I left no time for anything else, including myself. (laughs) Yeah, it's 12 years ago. 
I made a complete shift in my purpose and my way of showing up for life, and I made a choice, conscious choice, to change my lifestyle to something more than commerce, simply for commerce being the bottom line. I built three very uh, medium-sized companies, but all of them did very well. So I went back to school for four years and I did my training. And as you said, I have a clinic and training facility here in Toronto, Canada. Dimitri, my co-author, and I have just recently opened another facility in New York City called the Eudaimonia Center. Oh, wow. So I did say it right, Eudaimonia. That sounds like... um Sounds almost like a nasty word to say, like <laughs> orgasmic. It's a Greek word, actually. <laughs> right? You know, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love the way it flows in my mouth. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. so, like, exotic. But um, but that's beautiful. It's a beautiful. very so, word, yes, and it means happiness at a yeah. soul level. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was just yeah. going to ask you, what does it mean? So you, yeah. you two opened up this center in Toronto as well as in New York. And, I've been um, going in Toronto for quite a while, uh-huh. The new one is in New York, yes. So is it in New York, like Manhattan, New York, yeah. or... Okay, okay, cool. So now let's dive into, because I want, I want to share so much, and I'm the type of person, I'll start talking, and I get really uh, so intrigued and involved and want to know so much that I'll just talk your head off and then, <clears throat> you know... <laughs> Get off, off track, so to speak, but I really want to stay on track. I promised myself I was going to do it this time, um, so let's see if I can do it. I want to ask you, with regards to this phenomenal work that you two are doing in the center, can you just share a little bit about the work that goes on at the center um, that you guys founded, the centers, I should say, because it's two of them, that you founded? Well, I'm a teacher and trainer of other holistic life coaches and um, wrote for, for actually textbooks, you know, for teaching this. And I have been teaching it now for mm, about uh, eight years, nine years. And um, what I did was use the same processes that I used to heal myself, basically, And uh, I've had an interest in the mind since I was 16 years old. Why do people do what they do? Of course, that's from a dysfunctional family. (laughs) But always (laughs) fascinated, you know, why do people do what we do? And not only that, why do they keep doing it? (laughs) Right. You know, so I really wanted to dive into how we create our reality. You know, Rochelle, most of us would like to live happier, healthier lives And uh, in order to improve our reality, we need to understand the mechanisms of its creation. So I really dove into the workings of the mind quite a bit. You know, most Mm. of us uh, feel that things simply happen in our life or that we just feel this way or that way. But very few of us actually understand how our reality is created. Oh, wow. I think that was the start for me. And the truth is that our we create our own reality by the way we interpret and react to events in the ways that um, I mentioned above there. And mm-hmm. there's a reason for this. Many of our problems are simply the result of our mistaken identity. And to do that, we have to... Um, look at how the how our beliefs were installed in us, for example, 
everything is about perception, as you know. Right. Um, it's not in the data. We don't, our eyes are just an organ. We don't see the data. We see through our perception, and our perception, of course, is our belief. And it's the mm. one reality that everyone's <laughs> ignoring. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people don't know about it. Right, you know, right. And, and uh, so I call this the the writing on our wall. We um, we are born with a, um, I would say, we're born with an operating system, let's put it that way. You know, we have mm-hmm. mobility, we have eyes and ears, and we can move around, and we can make noises, and so on and so forth. But we really don't have a database, okay? Uh, there is... The, we we come in with a blank slate, I guess is what I'm saying. And from the ages of zero to seven years old, we pick up everything that fills our database from our surroundings and our environment. We are we are working in different um, brain states, and the EEG activity shows us that from zero to two we're in delta, which is sort of a sleeping unconsciousness. Two to six, mm-hmm. we're in imagination and reverie. That's a theta mode. And it's not till we get over six years old that we move into an alpha mode, six to 12, which is more of a calm consciousness. You know, we have a few more spindle cells in our brain, and our spindle cells are what gives us discernment. Now, these oh. brains, they, yeah, when we look at the way the brain operates, this is the biology of the brain, these brain states are a logical necessity during those formative stages of our life as a child. As I said, the mind can't operate from a blank slate. There's no database. It requires a working database of learned perceptions. So consequently, before we can go about life expressing consciousness, the brain has to acquire a working awareness. Now, so it's almost like it's it's almost like our brains <clears throat> it's like back in the day and then you can re- you probably can remember I don't know for sure but back in the day I'm going to say back in the hmm, I'm going to take it to maybe 1980 and 80 in the computer industry I'm I'm from Silicon Valley so um the computer industry was not like it is today you know, computers were still really big, monstrous things, and yep. all the data had, you know, just like today, but now all the data is pretty much in there. But, you know, all the data had to be inputted into complete, you know, this brain, so to speak. So the operating processes, you could put something in and the operating processes could begin to figure it out. Remember when the big old computers, again, Silicon Valley it, it has tainted me, but remember the big old computers, I'm going to say like IBM, and they were the size of the room, and they put those little punch card things in, and you put the punch card thing in it, and then on the other side, it goes through this whole mechanical type of thing, and on the other side, the punch card came out with the answers. It's like... <laughs> you the punch card, yes, yes, right, I'm yes. really dating myself, right? So it, it's almost like what you're saying is when we are born, you know, of course we have nothing. We're a blank slate. And during these yep. different periods of our time, as I want to say, as a child and, you know, almost up into adolescence, we develop these different, we come into these different states as we begin to fill our database with information. Is that correct? 
That's absolutely correct. Now okay. let's look at the both both sides of the mind. We have the subconscious and we have the conscious. So right. the subconscious mind, okay, is where all of these records and perceptual experiences are stored. And it's only an information processor. Let's keep going with the computer analogy here. Yeah. And it's yeah, only yeah. an information processor. So all it can do, it doesn't do any thinking. All it does is forever play everything back to us at the push of a button like a tape recorder. So this information has been recorded indiscriminately, okay, from the words and actions of others. And there's mm-hmm. no shame or blame there because they were no doubt programmed by many of the same limiting beliefs that they passed on to us. It's right. interesting that we only become aware of our uh, mind button-pushing programs, if you want to say, when somebody does push our button. <laughs> you know, and of course, you know, but what's amazing about this, and here's the real crunch here, It's such an awesome data processing capacity. The subconscious mind can interpret and respond to over 40 million nerve impulses a second. Think about that. That's a bandwidth Mm. and a speed that's incredible. And the conscious mind can only process 40 nerve impulses per second. So this means as an information processor, the subconscious mind is 1 million times more powerful than the conscious mind. So that means when we get triggered by something, we've got only six seconds to step into a spot that I call awareness, okay, in the book Mm -hmm. that we cover this, before we're hijacked. And once the mind is hijacked, there's nothing, there's no input from the conscious mind. There's like a little sentinel, a little membrane that comes down there, Mm -hmm. and the mind goes into overwhelm, okay, the subconscious mind, or we go into overwhelm. Uh, while the body is trying to uh, send us different chemicals and so on and so forth to help us cope with the overwhelm, uh, nothing new is coming in. So if you're, say you're in the middle of a discussion with someone and you get triggered, you know, if you're not stepping into awareness and this other person has already gone into overwhelm, it doesn't matter what you say. No information is going to get to him. Nothing is going to go through. You're best to back off, step back, let it cool down, and come back and revisit it when the overwhelm is over. There is no new information. There's no pathway for new information to get through. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, I'm going to say, oh, yeah. I think we all have. have. Yeah, it's like, I was just thinking of um, something that happened with me yesterday, and it was... um, you know, it's like you you heard the saying, I go from zero to 100 like that, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, um, I mean, luckily for me, I was able to realize what was happening. And, and then it was really interesting because then it piqued my curiosity as to why is this happening? You know, why am I reacting like this? It's, it's you know, exactly. it's nothing. It has nothing to do. The, my response shouldn't have anything to do with what, someone else said, you know, but it triggered something. And generally, my understanding is because, you know, those formative years of zero to 12, you know, we're just like this little sponge absorbing and watching and learning and and grasping everything that we see that happens around us. Um, It generally, for me, is takes me, I guess I go back to where I'm 
seven, I don't know. And, um, and then it's, there's something that happened that has led me to respond sometimes not the best way as an adult. Absolutely. You know, we follow habitual. Exactly. Right. Here's what's going on, just so I can give you some clarity there. Okay. Okay. So you got triggered. So something happened. Now, when you get triggered like that, we ha- we know it's never about the other. A hundred percent, it's never, ever, ever about the other. We're the only one in our mind. So right. we're getting triggered. So we have to immediately say to ourselves, okay, you know, I what is it within me that got triggered right now? And try to go back to your earliest memory. When the subconscious mind, when we store things in the subconscious mind, what happens is, number one, the experience itself as a child between zero and seven years old is stored. Now that we understand quantum mechanics and quantum physics a lot more than we did 20 years ago, we understand (laughs) now that there are bundles and string theories. So not only is that emotion, I'm sorry, not only is the experience stored, the emotion we had as a child is bundled with it. And on top of that, the childhood conclusion that we came to at four or five years old, however, you know, misconstrued that was from a four-year-old's point of view, it gets bundled with it. So when we pull, when we get triggered and the mind looks for the template, you know, or the neural pathway, it goes, oh, I know, we've done this before and we'll go down this road, okay? It's mm-hmm. actually following the path road of the four-year-old or the five-year-old if we don't intervene. So the conscious mind, or the subconscious mind controls every single behavior, that's not attended to by the conscious mind, which is just about everything that happens in present time. Wow. Most of us, yeah, for most of us, the conscious mind, our conscious mind, is so preoccupied about the past and the future as some imaginary problem, you know, that we tend to leave the day-to-day, moment-to-moment task to the subconscious. So neuroscientists have included that the conscious mind contributes to only 5% of our cognitive activity. This means that the subconscious mind is controlling our decisions, our actions, our emotions, and our behaviors. You're exactly right. That's exactly what happens. Wow. That's very interesting. You would think, yeah, you would think as you, you know, progress, right, that, um, you would be able to, one, curtail the trigger because you know it's happening, and two, instead of going down that worn path that feels so comfortable, you go down yeah. the other path, right? You would think you you would think at my age or any, you You've know. You've got only saying, six any, seconds. You just have six right. seconds. That's how quickly it happens. So, you know, no shame, no blame. People do. I learned that people do what they do based on what I call the writing on the wall. And that's a Mm. phrase that I use continually in the book to describe that downloaded information and programming that's recorded on the subconscious mind. And we check that writing on the wall, Rochelle, for every experience, just like a tape machine with the tracks, you know, 
the tracks on the subconscious mind are what we call neural pathways. I sometimes mm-hmm. call them templates. So when we have that experience, what I just explained before, the subconscious mind checks the programming on the wall for a similar past experience. In six seconds, it does this. And it wow. says, oh, yeah, we know what to do here, and off we go, and we do the same thing, often with even our awareness. So 95% of the time, we're habitually reacting. We're taking action or performing some kind of behavior to every experience based on that automatic programming. Like, for instance, we don't need to learn how to drive a car anymore. Once we learn how to drive a car, you know, when we first get in and we put the key in and we adjust our mirrors when we're first learning, we're nervous, right? (laughs) Right. Right. After a while, we regulate this to the subconscious mm-hmm. mind, you know, and it becomes habitual and and automatic. Okay, here's here's the question of the hour, okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. who's controlling the subconscious programs? Mm-hmm. There's no entity. No <laughs> entity to control those subconscious programs. It's the mind, not the brain, that tells the body what to do. It's the mind. Okay. So you can self-talk. Yes. You can try self-talking using, you know, uh, reason to communicate right. and try to change your subconscious, and it's just going to have the same effect as if you were standing in front of a jukebox and yelling at it and screaming at it and banging out, "Play that tune, play that tune." It's right. nothing's going to happen. There's no entity. There's no mechanism to respond to our dialogue. So let me, let me, I'm going to be, I'm going to play like a little devil's advocate. So, you know, we have people out out there for everywhere. So how would you answer this question? Or for those of you guys out there that are thinking, well, my brain is my mind or my mind is my brain. What do you say to those people? And I should be able to control, you know, I should be able to. The brain is the organ. Yeah. The brain is the organ. It's not. It, the information is not stored on the organ. It's stored in the mind, both the conscious mind and the uh, and the subconscious mind. You know, they wow. It's <laughs> living a so life cool. as you yeah, living a life of completeness and wholeness. Okay, as you, I know that this is what you promote on your programs and is your passion. It requires us to find the source of our emotions and to transform our wounds so that we can discover our true potential. So caring Mm -hmm. for our soul requires that we become sensitive to any parts that are rough, including the writing on the wall. So it needs to be examined. So our thoughts come from, um, I guess what I'm saying is that if we want to be happy, we're going to need to transcend that automatic, habitual, mechanical emotional reactions. We need to understand why we react in certain ways with fear or anger, and only then can we begin to free ourselves from these undesirable emotional responses. Otherwise, we're not free. We'll continue to be under the control of the programming of our childhood. Now, the new science of neuroplasticity tells us we can change the neural pathways. They can be ripped up. Ripped up meaning that if we don't use, I've got the same problem as you today, a sore throat. I know, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to drink some water here. Yeah, go ahead. If we no longer use a neural pathway, 
the 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 brain in this case, not the mind, is going to say, well, that's useless. We're not using that anymore. So it races that and puts up new neural pathways. So this happens all the time, you know. So um, it can be it can be done. But it um, requires us to take a look at our programs. It requires us to see our programming and uh, to understand what that writing on the wall is all about so we don't get, you know, and and to step in that place that we call awareness, we call it awareness, so that we don't get hijacked. So let's talk about, am I okay to keep talking here? Do you have questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, I wanted to ask you with regards to... Programming ourselves, or I would say reprogramming ourselves, right? Yes. Um, you know, several things you, you talk about in the book um, and in different tools that <clears throat> actually are, are very, I don't, the word, I'm, the word that comes to my mind, <laughs> that's funny, the word that comes to my mind is soothing. <laughs> but, the, but yes. yeah, I mean, the tools are very soothing and it's, and, and as I was reading the book and, you know, going through, you know, going through it, it's like, it's stuff that I do. And, um, and it was just easy for me to put it in a uh, logical thought process for me to understand how to use the tools in the book to better myself, better myself or those around me and, and, you know, to have a better journey and a a better experience as I travel down my path to bliss. So I I know you talk about You know, I know you you have this abundance of information with regards to you know our neural pa- neural pathways, and you said one word, and I just wanna I don't wanna neglect to have you explain what this word is because everybody's not into this stuff like us or know this kind of stuff. But you mentioned the word neuroplasticity. Can you, for the listeners, just give them a brief definition as to what that is, so they could so as we be as we continue our conversation. Um, if that comes up, they have a complete or they have an understanding of what we're talking about and how they can apply the information you're sharing in their life. Okay. Neuroplasticity was, um, it's come to the forefront over the last 20 years. And when it first came out, you know, science was sort of rejecting it. But the the new experiments and the new tests in the last 10 years are showing us that, indeed, the mind is not hardwired. You know, so there's no such thing as having a pattern that you can't change. You just can't be born with that, you know, and you don't have to live with that for your entire life. What we know now is that um, whatever we pay attention to has stickability in the brain. Mm -hmm. If we don't pay attention to that anymore, okay, and we train ourselves with a new thought process, then that old part of the brain, those cells will just die off and the new one will take hold. This is what Mm. neuroplasticity is all about, you know. Mm. Okay, okay, so uh, there you have it, listeners. So I'm really, the book and our teachings and our training is really on the cutting edge of, you know, new science that we didn't have 50 years ago. We didn't have the equipment to be measuring these things in the brain, you know. Um, this is all great stuff. We're learning more about ourselves. So it really when you is. get tricked, yes. Yeah, go, so yeah, yeah, go tr- ahead, Christina. There's something that, you know, I'll call the logic patch if you want, because it's only a patch. It's not going to clear and re- erase and replace the writing on the wall, but it's a mm-hmm. quick fix. 
okay when you find yourself uh, getting triggered a lot and, you know, uh, and responding a lot with anger or sadness Uh, or any of those things, okay? So I call this the, we need to step into awareness. There are three aspects of every human experience. The first thing we want to do when we find ourselves on that cycle, for goodness sake, stop pedaling, okay? Step back, okay? Step, even take a physical step back if you need to remind yourself. And then I want you to project the experience on just a whiteboard in front of you in your mind, okay? So step back and look at the experience. There are three parts to every experience. There's the experiencer, which is you, okay? There's Mm -hmm. the object of the experience, which is, okay, this is this is this, you know, that's what we're dealing with here. And Mm -hmm. then there's how it's processing. How are we processing the experience? The confusion is going to clear. The moment we realize what is happening in the experience is the consequences of our developmental program. And the same is true with the other. So when you step back like that and observe those three aspects to every human experience, we call it being the observer or being the witness, okay? You'll Mm -hmm. find that it's almost laughable because you'll be looking at yourself at the experiencer and you'll be looking and go, God, did I really say that? Oh, no, look at what happened to him when I said that or what happened to her. Oh, look at her face. I hurt her. You know what I'm saying? Step back. And then there's Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're looking at the experience, you may decide that the object of the experience actually has nothing to do with you. So why are you even jumping in that soup? Mm. We get a lot of different perspectives just by using the awareness process. I like that. Yeah. I really, really like that. You know, awareness is the mechanism through which we know and feel things, okay? And Mm -hmm. it should be the foundation of our actions and our reactions and our decision-makers, decision-making. So we can use this to assist ourselves in the discovery process of what's going on and even what's written on our walls. Wow. Wow. So that kind of helps us to understand a little bit more about, about for one, you know, why certain things trigger us to go from zero to 100. Um, and then, two, what it's we so can quickly. do. Yeah. yeah. And, two, what we can do to um, actually, I, I, like to, I like the word hijack, that we can actually hijack our normal way that we would normally respond. We could actually hijack that. And and have an opportunity to do to choose a different or better response by using the three step process. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, the whole that's the exactly whole thing it. Of the whole, you know, the more you do something, you like you read it. You it's like what it's the kinetics. You hear it. You see it. You read it. You taste it. You do it. You know, really solidifies everything within a person, right? So the fact right. that. And this is for all of you guys out there listening. Christina just gave this nugget of gold, and it's and I'm I'm honing in on it because I know it will. It's going to work for me. And um, sometimes I do have a you know tendency to go from zero to a hundred with just like something that triggers something that makes me angry, and it generally goes back 
to something that happened to me when I was a kid, whether I wasn't listened to, I wasn't heard, I, um, I wasn't able to speak, I wasn't, you know, something to that effect that just made me angry. Generally, that's what happens, right? So I'm able to now step into the process of the three-step process and physically take that step back. And for me, that's going to trigger me that to, it triggers me inside to tell my neural pathways and my body, my mind, my brain, that I have an opportunity to make a different choice, to make a better choice than to go down that well-worn path that I've been going down before that doesn't work. So I love that actual physicality of stepping back, but not only stepping back, but physically taking that step back to help trigger you to make a, a better, to have a better response. And it, it, yes, that it puts you in awareness, huge, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Put, that's yeah. a huge nugget of gold. So but when we're in that space, we can yeah. see what our needs are. We can see what the other's needs are. We can see what our attachments are mm-hmm. and what they're attached to. We can see our beliefs. You know, all of these things keep us stuck in our patterns. They interfere with a more favorable outcome. You know, what you just said right now is the ability to make a different choice based on what you see by using that process, okay? And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and in the book, you know, we... In the workbook, the workbook is being released in April, and you'll actually see that we've included a possible needs list, some common behavior patterns. We've included mm-hmm. some, um, you know, possible attachments and and beliefs in there that really will help you. Uh, there's a lot in the end of every chapter, you know, where right. we're at you to start a con- to join with another to do some journaling to do some active listening with other people encouraging them to tell their story and reflect with your friends or your partners on your story and discuss any missed opportunities to recognize a pattern or um how you might have chose a better response when you got triggered mm-hmm. absolutely love it i love it you know also um you talk about um, our life force energy, and I'm very, um, I'm very much so into energetics and energy and reading energy, sensing energy. It's just something I've been doing as, since I was a little kid. I can't. I want to say it probably started at the age of four, um, and it probably right. was something that I developed um, to protect myself in my environment, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. So um, I, I just learned to read certain situations or, like, the, the field of the energy in the room or whatever. But I know you, there's, a, there's something in the book, and it says so many people today are chasing success and sacrificing their time, their relationships, and their sanity to get there at any cost. And sometimes they don't even have a definition of what, true, what they're truly looking for in success, right, um, at any cost without even considering the cost of the life of their life force energy. What would you say to someone that is is on that path, but <laughs> is out of touch with their I'd energy say and their up. life force? <laughs> wake up, nature's intelligence. Just look around you at nature. Go for walks. Nature's intelligence functions with effortless ease, harmony, and love. 
you know, we need to harness, we need to learn how to harness that life force energy. Our life force energy is the universal energy. If we really want to create success and good fortune, and we can using the same effortless ease, using our conscious awareness, everything in the universe is made of energy. And the universal laws of physics tell us that like energy attracts like energy. Right. So we must become an energetic vibrational match to what it is that we want to attract in our experience and follow the laws of least effort that nature teaches us. You know, we'll learn to accept people as they are, accept situations as it as it is. Don't go to the past. Don't go to the future. Accept your circumstances and events and events as they're occurring in your life, you know. We are energy beings. You know, all humans are energy beings. Every part of us is made of energy particles, and that means every organ, cell, bone, fiber, membrane, you know. um, And we're an intricate and complicated combination of pure energy, and we need to pay attention to that. Do you know that... um, Okay, let's look at a few emotions and what they vibrate at here. Yes. The highest the highest uh, energetic uh, vibration, okay, uh, would be 700 and above, and that's really enlightenment. Uh, oh, yes. The lowest one is shame, and you vibrate oh. at shame. Can you imagine if you're vibrating at shame, everything you're going to attract to you, with the law of attraction at shame, right. it's down to 20. Okay. These wow. depletions and imbalances come about as a result of physical and psychological factors. Our thoughts are what create our emotions. We need to pay attention to what we're thinking about. If you're thinking unhappy, for example, unhappy vibrates at the same vibrational frequency as the liver. So everything, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. if you're unhappy, your liver starts attacking itself. It's it's stored there, and it starts attacking itself, okay? So Mm -hmm. being... so you're actually hurting not only your psychological self, but your physiology. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, to neutrality somewhere in the middle is 250. But underneath that we have vanity, anger, desire, fear, grief, apathy, guilt. We've got a long way to go. We need to be able to balance each level of energy vibration Hold your own particular resonance made of your physical energy. And the problem is that some people are creating with conscious awareness of this process and others are creating their thoughts and thinking their thoughts and they're living life unconsciously. To live a conscious life is to become aware of our own thoughts, our actions, and our deeds. We need to raise our life force energy. We need to, the match for the universe is love. The universe vibrates at the energetic vibrational footprint of love, which is 500. So imagine how far you're away. If you're in fear, you're at 100. And it can take lifetime after lifetime after lifetime of, um, to evolve maybe two or three points on that scale. 
You know, the process mm. of evolution takes thousands of years. Thousands of years, right, right. And yeah, I think, absolutely. you know, it's funny, I like how you, I like how you um, mentioned with regards to us being really um, an energy force. I don't think people really understand the grasp of that. Um, the energy. We are our own powerhouse, so to speak. Um, you know, when I when I think of that, and I and it just ties into just me, how I live my life, what I think, or whatever, and me just being um, a nurse for so many so many years. You know, people forget that your heart is has electrical conductivity to it, and the only way you can jumpstart a dead heart, like a dead battery is, you got to give it electrical charge. Now, if we weren't full of energy, we wouldn't, why would we need to jumpstart anything with electricity, right? So it it just, it just brings the full circle that you guys listening to, to us have this conversation that you are energy, you are composed, you're an energetic matter. I know we know we're physical matter as well, but that physical matter is composed of energy and there's all kind of chemical processes, like little explosions that happen within us that go on every second and we don't even know about. Um, and I think Absolutely. if we pay more, pay more attention to just how we feel energetically, you know, some mornings you wake up, you feel like, oh, I want to kick ass today. I'm going to kick ass today. And then some morning <laughs> yeah. you feel like, I don't even want to get out of bed. I mean, I have those days like, oh, bring it on. I'm feeling like Wonder Woman back in the 70s with my gold boots on and my gold bracelets and standing six feet one like, you know, the girl that plays, the lady that plays Wonder Woman. However, there's days where I feel like I'm two and I don't want to get out of bed. And I, or my yeah, energy all, is just, you know, I'm, but, but I do it and I know how to get my energy going. I know what to do, but I think people really need to pay more attention about that. I want to ask you this. How does our ego play? In all of this, because you know, in psychology, and, and you know, you have the, you know, the sub, the conscious, the subconscious, and then the ego, and the id, and the super id, and all this stuff. But our ego is always like, I want to say, it's like our main hijacker, right? How Absolutely, does, how does that's the voice in the head. You know, we call right. it. Um, you know, we have the writing on the wall, and then we have our inner critic, and the ego mm-hmm. is definitely mm-hmm. our inner critic. Now, how you how do you lay down a new uh, neural pathway? Okay, here's what you do. Yes. Everything is energy. Be careful what you think. Your thoughts are energy. Your words are energy. And we know from quantum mechanics that nothing moves unless there's an observer. Energy moves with intention. So if you say something to someone, you can actually hurt their physicality, not just not just hurt their feelings. You can hurt their physicality, you know, their physical self. If right. you're thinking bad things about someone, it's another form of energy in motion, okay? Mm-hmm. These people are going to feel that. You know, on one level, they're going to feel it on an egoic level or whatever, but in the body, they're going to feel it as well. It's going to be like an attack on their body. So we need to be careful, you know, what we think about and what we say. Another important thing about thinking, if you think and you're angry for one hour, you started off with an energy field, okay, like a little cloud, like Joe Blitzfix, where it has this little cloud over his head. So <laughs> you'll have a small cloud of anger, you know, floating above you energetically, okay? If you mm-hmm. continue one hour of anger, 
you have multiplied that field by ten times. Oh, my goodness. You have multiplied that energetic field. And if you do it for a whole day, you're going to end up in a whole bubble of this energy, and it's going to be tough for you to get out of. You're really going to be in overwhelm, and yet you've created the whole thing. Mm. We create our own reality. Stop doing that. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my gosh. I, wow. I, <laughs> the visualization was great, you know, with the, the little joke. Yeah, the guy. thoughts in mind are not the same thing. <laughs> thoughts are things, you know, and thoughts are action. And the right. moment you have a thought, you've created an action, just like the spoken word is a thing. The moment you speak, you've created an action. Right. And you, you it's can't just it back, as if right? you did a deed in action. They're creative mm. actions that create the energy of your being. And you can <laughs> send them whenever, wherever you want. So we need to use our willpower to change our thoughts. Wow. And the basis for changing our thoughts is our belief system, and that's what's sitting on the wall. That's why the writing on the wall is important. The first wow. supporting thought you ever had on that issue or any issue is always the based, basis of that is an early belief system, a childhood belief system between zero and seven. Wow. Did we learn wow. all tonight? <laughs> wow, I mean, I mean, I'm amazing. It, it kind of, you know, you're taking me back to nursing school psychology. I don't know, two o five. I don't know what the class was, but it was really cool. I loved the whole psychology thing when it when I was doing my um, studies for nursing, and I really yeah. haven't thought yeah. about it. You know, once I graduated and got my degrees or whatever, you know, that that gets filed in the you know in the drawer in the basement, so to speak. But it's really interesting. Yeah. Because it, it it applies to everything we do in life and everyone we interact with, even when we're interacting with, you know, our conscious, subconscious, and ego. It applies to everything. And so just having this conversation and bringing it to the forefront and awareness, not only of just me and you having this conversation, but to all of those people out there listening to us, we have started a, a chain reaction. I want to say like a combustible reaction, whereas... You just implanted or you just said something that I picked up on. It was like, oh, wow. And then, you know, I picked up on it. So then I'm shooting that energy to someone and they're picking it up. You know, it's like this domino effect. It's like the little, yes. you turn on white light bulb and it just starts to trickle around. You can see those commercials. Okay, again, I'm dating myself. But you would see those commercials back in the day where they would, I don't know what the commercial was, but I just remember them turning on a light or having a candle. And then all of a sudden another person shares their light with the next person. That's right. Candle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it goes on, the and whole, on and on Yeah, yeah. Like Greek Easter. I, <laughs> yeah, I I think that's what you just did, at least for me, because the Thank whole you. visualization of the, the little man or woman with the cloud, and I was like, you know, I actually had a, a, an experience today where I was, you know, I was quite pissed. I, I mean, it was just like, again, when I'm listening to you talk, it was my thought of what someone said to me and the way I received that information that made me angry and then I was holding on to it. You know, I wasn't really trying to do anything. I was just going about my day working. But I was holding on to it. And I, I probably held on to it for longer than an hour because it, I kept shoveling it down and it kept resurfacing. And so here I'm thinking, oh, shoot, Rochelle, you today you walked around with this cloud of anger over you. And if you would have just acknowledged it 
and say, okay, I hear you, I see you, whatever, and let it go, become a, you know, do the three-step process, it wouldn't have been floating around with you for so long. But the fact that you let it, you allowed it or didn't know how to release it or whatever, it floated around, and it magnified ten times. Oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking, what did I do to my body? You know, when you have that energy, everything clamps down in your body. So, of course, my cardiovascular system started clamping up. You know, all my process, my digestive system, it's just all this. Your processes respond to what you feel, what you think, your energetic level. I mean, it's just, oh, my gosh. I Christina, girl, absolutely. <laughs> we react to these situations. Yeah. We react to these situations in both external and internal ways. You know, we might withdraw from the experience, or you know, push other people away. Uh, we may live in denial, you know, of what we feel and what's happening. That was my pattern. I didn't feel anything for me. I felt everything for everyone, but I never really uh-huh. thought about myself. You know, right. some people become right. sarcastic. You know, um, or they nag or they complain. It's important, though, to remember that our reactions then become triggers for the other's emotional mechanisms. So, you know, sometimes when you're in that place of awareness as the observer and you're looking at you in the experience and the other in the experience and how that's processing, what you're really seeing is two triggers having an argument and Neither one of them are to blame because it's both coming from the writing on their wall. People do what they do. So it's laughable. You can stand back there and look at it, and I guarantee you, you're going to do it with a sense of curiosity and a sense of humor that you're going to end up laughing at these situations. This happens more often. um, Well, you know, that's funny because you... You've given us the tool to be able to do that, right? Now, <laughs> you, you, I can guarantee you, I will text you, I mean, not text you, I'll email you or whatever, but I will guarantee you that now, the moment I feel myself becoming angry, I'm going to think, for one, I'm going to get that visualization of that little woman with the cloud, and then I'm going <laughs> to be like, and that's going to trigger me to become aware and do the three-step process, and then the first step is to step back, Right. So it's like yeah. it, this is gonna. This is like been very therapeutic for me. I don't know about anybody else, but I've got n- a ton of nuggets of gold just in that fact by not being able to allow or by curtailing or hijacking myself from doing that. Right, I do so much right. good for myself right. and for those that you know I may pro- be projecting energy. My body is gets it better in alignment. I'm not operating at those lower levels. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm able to stay balanced or a higher level. You know, I'm not causing my body to... You should be taught this in schools, you know, really. Ignoring your life force energy can be really dangerous to your health. It can cause us to be ill. It can keep us in illness. It can cause us to stay in relationships too long or get stuck in a job that doesn't quite feel right. You know, when we start to increase our life force energy, you know, you have to ask yourself, this is one question I always ask, what am I pretending not to know? Just sit with that question. Just leave it there as an open-ended question. Wow. And once you get your answer, and it will come to you, once you get your answer, be bold enough to listen to it and take action. What What am am I pretending not to know? Ending not to know. Wow. That that's huge. When Yeah. 
that really, really works, you know. And oh my goodness! Yeah, wow! And, and we really, is, yeah, we really have great. to remember that we're creating our own reality. Whatever negative things you're currently experiencing, something about your way of being initially welcomed them in. Remember physics, okay? Like mm-hmm. energy attracts like energy. So what mm-hmm. am I pretending not to know? Okay. Wow. Wow. Wow, Christina. I'm, I just looked at the time like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, we're yes, so oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I had more questions. I was like, oh, and I can't even answer. <sighs> oh, my gosh. That time went by so fast. So, Christina, please share with the listeners. Um, and thank you so much for, uh, and this has just been phenomenal. It's just like, I, I'm literally got like so many more questions. Oh, I'm so happy you liked it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's been very therapeutic for me, and I didn't have to spend thousands of dollars to get the help. That's right. You know, <laughs> you know the world of psychology is changing. You know, it's no longer taking 10 years to fix something. Uh, oh, now right. that we know and we're working with energy, uh, we can um, we can go there. Yeah, yeah. You know what's so cool about um, just the way medicine um, is working today? I mean, there's still, in my mind, there's still a, a, a lot to go with. But when I became a nurse 30 years ago, um, things were so different. And, um, you know, there was no whole, nobody, I, I'm doing holistic stuff. People thought I was weird, right? Um, yeah, there was no yeah. holistic integration into helping people to take care of themselves or the whole mind, body, spirit connection and right. how, you know, none of the, and now that's coming to the forefront and a lot of physicians, when I used to talk about it when I was, you know, way, way young, 30 years ago, I used to talk about it. People thought I was crazy or like, you know, I'm from California, so they're like, oh, what are you smoking, that green stuff, right? I'm like, no. You know? Right. You, know? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I had a doctor oh, recently tell me, you know, honestly, I had a bit of vertigo, and he says, oh, one of the crystals that are, you know, in your head over by your ear. I said, you telling me as a doctor I have crystals in my head? He said, yeah, we're energy beings, and I could have hugged him. <laughs> They're right. waking you up. Fall out, right? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just I think people are starting to get it. So, you know, of course, it's a slow process, and I'm sure – when I'm 130, you know, we will be well, well more evolved beings. But right now, it's it's just great to see some of these things being integrated into helping people to take better care of themselves, to be healthy, healthy, Absolutely. wealthy, wise, so to speak. And um, it's just beautiful. But, okay, so, Christina. I give thanks can... to all those pioneers that are on that cutting edge who have led the right. way for us. You know, it it will People will understand it more and more and more as we come. The thing is, um, be curious about it. Just don't say no. You know, be right. curious about it enough to to look in. You're going to find many concepts, methodologies, and processes that are going to assist you on your path to creating your new story in our new book, transformative mm-hmm. book called "The Mind Is the Map," and it's available as an ebook, paperback, audiobook, hard copy. As I mentioned earlier, we're announcing the workbook in April. Um, at the so many at the end of every chapter, there's a self-help section that will help you with journaling that asks you some pretty deep questions like, "What are you pretending not to know?" <laughs> I love and, that. Uh, um, you know, and 
Just so lots of good stuff celebrating is, your is milestones. Connect with us on the mindisthemap.com. Okay. So, you guys, I highly recommend. First of all, it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it, it's it, it, the mind is a map. You need to get the mind is the map. Go and get this book. Connect with um, Christina on the website. Now, Christina, are you, other than, you know, your center, are you guys doing any workshops or are you speaking anywhere? Yes, we're doing workshops. Uh, we have a lot of classes up uh, coming up on Eudaimonia uh, this season. I think we have 50 courses coming up. Uh, we are getting them accredited right now uh, for extended education credits. And uh, so that's a little bit of a hold up there. Uh, but do stay tuned uh, both to Eudaimonia and it's eudaimoniacenter.com or themindisthemap.com. And while you're there, join our forum. We have a lot of interesting topics that we discuss up there. It's a community place where you can share your comments and ideas and make some posts with us and, and other like-minded um, walkers of this path, I suppose. Yeah. Wow. So join Thank us there. Thank you so much. Yes, I, so I invite all of you to go to themindisthemap.com, get a copy of the book. You can Google Eudaimonia Center and find out about all of the wonderful things, workshops, um, engage with the community. I highly suggest you check it out. You know, back in, I want to say the 1700s is when they were burning the witches at the stake. It was mm-hmm. stuff like this that... You know, if we were back then, we'd be burning because even even though it's so helpful, so beneficial to humanity, those that don't understand it, that like back then, you know, women practicing herbal medicine or doing energetic stuff or med- even meditating were burned, were accused of being witches and were burned, you know, it 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 is it's just amazing how things have have come you know come to fruition. So it's just beautiful. So with that being said, I highly recommend again that you go to themindisthemap.com, pick up a copy of the book, find out more about Christina and Demetrios. I love saying that name. It just allows me to roll my tongue, and she may not even <laughs> pronounce it the way I say it, Spaniels, but you know it just allows me to sound very exalted. Yes. You know, the book's at Barnes um, and Nobles and on Amazon as well. So you can, oh, perfect. you know, scoot over perfect. there if you want to. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you, Christina, so much. It's been very enlightening. This has been a delightful interview. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. uh, The natural way that it flowed, and uh, you're a great interviewer. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's just two girls having a nice conversation. Oh, thank you, and the same to you. That's beautiful. It's like it's just like two girls having a conversation, right? We're just two girls having a nice conversation. Right, you know, a cup of tea or coffee or vodka martini, whatever, you know, the preference, but I like tea, so um, thank you. And before we go, I want to thank our sponsors, BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Please check them out, as well as AllDayCableInc.com. And without you listeners, this would not be possible. I would not be able to get guests like Christina that has nuggets of gold that, like I said, can help us immediately transform our life 
to something we not only dream about, that we actually can step into and live as we travel down our path to bliss. So thank all of you for listening. Please share the show, invite your friends, family, neighbors, relatives, people you love, like, and you don't just, that you don't like. Invite them to tune in and listen to the show, particularly this one, um, because I think it has a lot of information um, simple to understand, but very easy to incorporate into our lives. And until next time, everyone, I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. This is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, saying goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.